This is the Rhythm Authors Podcast for May 30th, 2011, Episode 16, Podcast 8-Pack. Welcome to another episode of the Rhythm Authors Podcast. I'm your host, Mistaken, and this week I am actually joined by my co-host again. What? What uh, is this? What is this? Say hi, sound defense. Hi, uh, sound defense. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, uh, last week, right around when we were trying to do the podcast, uh, I was moving back from college and I didn't really have a good place to do the podcast, so I wasn't able to join, but now everything is fine again. Yes. Almost. Yes, we got you out of the woods. We found we got you. you out of bed. We got me out of bed on time for a change. Anyway, this episode we don't really have a whole lot because not a whole lot's happened. It's kind of it's kind of gone dark before E three, I think. Yeah, that's the generally we we're in a sort of a bad spot because usually news happens before E three, but only like one week before E three, and this podcast <laughs> is two weeks before, so we just missed the boat, just barely. Yeah, and there has been some gaming news, but nothing rock band related, so Yo yo, did you see that Modern Warfare three trailer? I <laughs> did not. I saw that there was one. Yeah, so like we're not gonna talk about that. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, our only news Duke Nukem Forever went gold. <laughs> oh my god. Uh our only new uh information this week is I want to talk about the Aussie pack that's coming out next Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, I think we're both pretty excited for the Aussie pack, right? I, I think I am. I've I've been waiting for the opportunity to play Mr. Crowley in Rock Band for some time. You're gonna get the whole pack or just uh, pieces of it? Uh, I'm I'm gonna have to listen to some of the other songs and see how much I like it. But there is one factor that complicates things a little <laughs> bit. Mistaken knows what I'm talking about. Uh, what do you mean? I mean, I'm just gonna you know roll in on Tuesday. And I'll buy my two favorite songs, Mom, I'm Coming Home and Bark at the Moon, right? That's all, that's yeah, all, except, that's all I'm going to buy. Yeah, except y- you can't, man. Uh, what? <laughs> it, what? It doesn't I work can? that way. What do you mean? No. They're in Rock Band. I can buy them on their own. Ah, this, this, this is actually a first for Rock Band, or a uh, second, technically. But <laughs> that, it, that's Beatles. Because of ACDC? Oh, Beatles. Beatles, yeah. Basically, uh, Bark at the Moon and Mama, I'm Coming Home, these are not songs you can buy individually. You have to buy the entire DLC pack if you want those two songs. As a bit of a consolation, though, um, <laughs> both of those tracks will come with pro guitar and pro bass standard. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, you don't have to buy pro guitar, pro bass for those. If you buy the pack, you'll get those two songs um, sort of extra, although you're still paying for it. <laughs> It's kind of weird yeah. like that. Um, but pro guitar and pro bass on those will come standard. So everyone who has those two songs will have pro guitar and pro bass for it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But it's... what do you think about this? This idea that, you know, is Harmonix just sort of doing this to try and, you know, oh, we're sectioning off this so that maybe more people will buy the entire pack? Or was it an Aussie call? What do you think? I, th- I feel like it was more of a Harmonix call. They said that it was something they were trying out sort of like a trial run of doing pack exclusive songs and i don't know that's the problem is they picked a really really you know desirable 
bit of DLC to make pack exclusive, which might skew the numbers a little bit. Possibly. Uh, my personal take on it is, you know, I don't... This is all co- happening, it coincides with the re-release of Ozzy's first two and biggest sort of metal albums, Diary of a Madman and Blizzard of Oz. Yeah. And the two songs that are pack exclusive are the only two songs that aren't off those albums. And they both, as I said, come with Pro Guitar and Pro Bass. I don't know, this sort of sounds like to me that like they went to Ozzy and said, hey, can we put Barketh Moon in? And he's like, no. And they're like, well, what if we do this other stuff? Do you know what I mean? That's sort of possible. I don't know. It's, it feels like a lot of artists take a little bit of a hands-off approach to rock band DLC choices. Right. Well, maybe they didn't go to Ozzy. Maybe the Ozzy's PR guy. Oh, that's possible, too. But I feel, like, I feel like this is coming not from harmonics. Uh, for, I have no idea, personally. It's hard to well, say. Well, I mean, I'm just, yeah, we're just theorizing, obviously. There's no right answer, except, you know, if we just kidnap John Drake and then torture him until he tells us. Well, the, the right answer is, of course, to buy the Ozzy 8-pack. Yeah. That's the only right answer. I actually brought that up. I was wonder- I'm wondering how many people that aren't just big fans of Guitar Hero 1... <laughs> Um, would even just want only Bark at the Moon because, like, the other six songs are so iconic to Ozzy. Like, they're That's... so, like, every Ozzy fan knows this list of songs. Well, I'm sort of guilty of being in the Guitar Hero 1 group. I <laughs> actually know very little individual Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, I think a lot of people are. But I'm wondering if that's just unique to our community. Anyway, uh,. I wanted, to sec- I wanted to segue, not section, segue off into an idea, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we could do packs for Rockman Network now? Obviously, there's not been any announcements for this, but I think it would be an interesting idea. What do you think? Do you think, uh, do you think people would overuse it, you know, or um, would it be good in the long run? I think in the long run, it could be actually quite a good thing, because uh, I know that there are a lot of instances where... Uh, an author will get their hands on like an entire album and they'll be releasing it, but it'll be really staggered and sort of out of order. I think the first uh, thing that comes to mind is the uh, Z- Ziltoid the Omniscient album, <laughs> right. which Tag was working on. And that's, of course, a little bit of a different kind of t- track, to mm-hmm. say the least. Uh, what, my, what pops to my head with the album stuff is uh, the Amberian Dawn stuff, since. To my knowledge, they're still working on putting out that entire discography. Uh, the entire Amberian Dawn discography? I believe that's what they're working on. They've definitely wow. put out, like... I A think million songs. Yeah, I think they've put out at least two albums by now, maybe? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, it seems like there's Amberian Dawn in, like, every single Rock Band Network release. Yeah, they, they're really pushing that stuff out, and that's really impressive to me. But, um... I think it'd be interesting. I feel like if they were to ever implement packs into rock band it sort of should always be focused on artists so like you know we could we could do an andromeda pack but maybe not maybe not a progressive metal pack yeah i would i was thinking that like and then the way we made a big deal of our andromeda releases if we could put it all out at once as a pack that would have had a much bigger impact i think Mm -hmm. because my only my only fear with the pack stuff would be uh people putting stuff in packs that don't really belong together just because we can (laughs) <laughs> you know, the mm-hmm. the hodgepodge pack with, I don't know, Rodrigo e. Gabriela and Tool. I don't know. Like, it doesn't make <laughs> sense. 
But I think I, I do hope in the future that sometime we can get packs. Um, the ability yep. to put packs together, I think that'd be nice. I think that'd be useful, and you know, may, maybe like packs themselves could go through a quick peer review process just to make sure that it's not a moronic pack. Right. Absolutely. Um. Sounds good. Okay. Maybe in the future that will happen. Uh, we can only hope. We can only hope. And hope Harmonix is listening to this podcast. Please. <laughs> And welcome back from that break. This week we have four tracks, as usual, but uh, we have two Rock Band Network 2.0 releases and two old-school releases that don't have pro drums, but we think are still super awesome, so you should uh, definitely go check those out. Um, Sound Defense, what do you want to kick us off with? Um, I'll start off by a song I've been waiting to see released for a long time. This is some more music from Blackguard, and this is called This Rounds on Me. That was Taste of This Rounds on Me by Blackguard. Mistaken, what what do you think of that? That song is... That song's difficult on everything, right? Except bass, yeah. kind of. Bass is a little bit less difficult, yeah. Bass I, is... I dig bass in some parts where it's actually doing some pretty cool stuff. Uh, mostly musically, though. I don't think bass is really all that difficult. But everything else is just blistering. It is incredible. Like, one of my favorite parts about Blackguard is that even the keys are, like, this impossible level of difficulty. <laughs> the keys are really interesting to me, because it's, like, it's not, like, Andromeda level where he's just soloing all the time. Uh, the key stuff usually ends up being, like, really cool, like, m- melodies and patterns, and, uh, like, I don't, I don't think Blackguard, any of our Blackguard songs have key solos. I don't... I do not know about that. Um, In Firefight, possibly, there's something. It's sort of like trading off with the guitar at that point, or mixing in with it. I don't think mm-hmm. there are key solos, though. It's mostly just, you know, these really difficult accompanying beats that happen throughout the entire song, and you can't escape, and you can't take a break. Yes. There's a lot of really, really tough stuff on keys, and it's all, you know, like I said, very pattern-driven, very melodic, and I think, I think a lot of fun to play. Um... Uh, what about the guitar? The guitar works pretty neat. Yeah, guitars, uh, especially when that starts uh, soloing, it's just hopos all over the place, just <laughs> up and down, sweeping all around. Yeah. And even when it's not, the, the strumming is crazy fast on this song. Yeah, thank God this is a Rock Band 3 song. <laughs> yeah, this, this wouldn't be really playable in Rock Band 2. No, but thank God it's Rock Band 3. But uh, the, the guitar does a lot of really interesting hopo stuff, too, uh, similar to Keys. But I think a little bit faster in some spots and here and there. Uh, the drums, dude. Those freaking drums. Those are. That's just a, a workout. I that's... want. I want someone to see this, please. This song is so insane on drums. It's like every super hard thing that 
you know, through the fire and the flames had plus blasts. <laughs> oh god, the blasts are so fast. It's so crazy. fast. Oh god, it's crazy. But yeah, so if you're into that kind of you know super metal, it's like it's almost like power metal with screaming. Would you say? Uh, it's yeah, sort of like power pirate metal. I want to say. <laughs> Fine, we'll stick with power pirate metal because it sounds more awesome. It does. Um, right. my first song this week is going to be. Another metal song uh, by Between the Buried and Me. This song is Alaska. That was a quick taste of Alaska by Between the Buried and Me. Sound defense. Hit me with what you think. Oh, man. Uh, that song was... Uh, I don't know. I haven't gathered my thoughts yet. <laughs> but that's, that song sort of fakes me out because at the beginning I think, oh, it's, it's going to be slow and kind of more interesting with the keys and stuff. And then, nope, just cuts to, you know, blast and screaming and guitar <laughs> all over the place. Oh, my God. Typical Between the Buried and Me stuff, you know, it's sort of that melodic really like nice intro until it gets to the really hard stuff and you're just like i thought you were gonna be nice to me song uh, no try again no not so much um what do you think stands out the most instruments wise uh, well besides the lack of keys i would <laughs> probably have to say the drums in this case between the buried and me they're always really good about doing these really crazy hard but interesting like new kind of drums mm-hmm yeah, definitely. A lot of interesting fills, a lot of really cool things that come in, you know. I, I, there's one part that I mentioned where sort of all the other instruments, except bass, I think, drop out, and then it's just like this kind of like really quick, super fun, super cool drum fill, and then back to being awesome, basically. That's, that's always fun to hear. Yeah. But yeah, one, one of the reasons that uh, drums stick out is because we actually have a 2x bass pedal version of this song available. Yes, definitely. Um, so if you're into that kind of stuff... Uh, Look at it. Uh, make sure to listen to the song first. Uh, if you like super fast double bass stuff, the two X version might be you know your forte. But if that kind of doesn't, you don't like that so much. Uh, the one X version still has you know like quad fills charted with double bass in it. So like, if you like that stuff but you don't like the super fast kicks, I'd say still go with the one X version. Yeah, it's it's really crazy difficult with the extra bass pedal in. Yes. It's, thro- it's thrown in in, like, super fast bursts in some places. Yeah, and then the ending is just crazy with the double bass. It's it's really difficult. Um, but if you're into that, then go for it. Uh, what about the guitar? The guitar is really difficult. Guitar is difficult. Actually, because I'm stupid, I tried playing the song on a keyboard <laughs> when I first picked up this song. On a keyboard on guitar. Yeah, on keyboard on guitar. And uh, I regretted it very quickly because... Uh, not just fast strumming, but fast strumming of chords and moving all over the place. And wow, it was painful. Yes, it definitely looks incredibly difficult. Um, I think at one point you were like, this looks like a random node generator. But yeah, it's all, I did say it's, that. it's all accurate, though. It's accurate to what was played. That song is really difficult. <laughs> it is, but it, look, it looks like it'd be a lot of fun if you were playing on an actual guitar controller as well. Yeah, um, so the, and there's a lot of really crazy chord stuff in that. I think if you're maybe like shy away from some of the really hard chord stuff, I think the bass uh, track has a lot of the, the cooler fills that are in guitar, but doesn't have so much chordy stuff in it. 
uh, so, uh, right? You think? I don't. I wasn't looking at the bass that much. My monitor doesn't allow me to see all the instruments that well. All right, but yeah, like well, from what I could tell, you know, bass was no slouch. I'll put it that way. Bass was still, you know, pretty pretty fun looking. No slouch, unlike the keys part, for example. <laughs> Stop yeah. with the keys. <laughs> no, j- just for reference, you were everybody. so bitter about the keys. I'm I'm bitter about the keys. It's it's not that there are so few keys. It's that the intro of the song, there's a bunch of keys, and then about after 45 seconds of that, you never see the keys again. <laughs> it's sort of like the intro to Beast and the Harlot, in that the intro has keys, and then the rest of the song is devoid of it. Um, except Beast and the Harlot is obviously not authored in Rock Band, but we authored keys for this because we thought it'd be fun, even if it's really short. <laughs> it's sort of the opposite of uh, the final episode. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. It's all of a sudden, crazy keys going on at the end. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely look it up. I think it's a really cool song. Um, if you're a fan of any instrument, really, the keys are fun for what little there is. Um, sound Offense, what's your second song? What's your retro song for me this evening? My, my retro song is, our, I think, the very first prog song we ever worked on. This is by a Brazilian band called Mind Flow, and the song is called Destructive Device. A sample of destructive device by Mindflow. Mistaken. Uh, what What are your thoughts there? What are you thinking? Uh, I feel like when we whenever we do these retro songs, we always just end up reminiscing about what times were like when we were authoring them. Uh, what young naive waves we were. <laughs> it's true. This song's really awesome. It's like, as you said, it's pretty. It's really progressive. The intro bit. I mean, the first hint that is progressive, I feel, is like the intro bit where everything's four four, and then they throw in a measure of six eight because why not? We're progressive. Uh, the the tempo in these songs is something I really love because it always messes with the drums and makes this ridiculous stuff happen. Yeah, it's true, but it also provides like a really interesting, you know, like the guitar and bass get to do a lot of really cool things that they I don't think they otherwise would get to, just yeah, rhythmically that's... mostly because I'm a really rhythmic kind of person. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they do cool rhythms, and it's not... And it's sort of in, like, metalcore-type stuff. They'll do cool rhythms, but it's all sort of chugging, just hitting the same note over and over. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, Destructive Device uh, actually has a lot of different notes. You know, there's hammer-ons and pull-offs and stuff that work yeah. out really well. The, the bass really follows the guitar very closely in this song, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I brought this up when we were listening to it. I really like the chorus to this song a lot. I do too. It's very catchy. You seem to be very good at picking choruses that I like a lot. Um, is there anything in the vocals you'd like to point out? Um, I'm not sure. It's just... I, I guess nothing in particular. Just as a general rule, I like the vocals of this song. N- nothing in particular that stands out, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's very catchy, even though it's a prog song. Those usually aren't that catchy. Yeah, I think it, it's almost Dream Theater-esque, do you think? In terms of, like, catchiness, almost like an almost panic attack kind of vibe? Uh, kinda, sorta. I could see that. Uh, Musically, it seems like it's a bit more distant from Dream Theater, but in that respect, yeah. 
Anyway, have we talked about the drums yet? No. Okay, let's talk about the drums. <laughs> yeah, the drums are pretty cool. Drums are awesome. Play them. Yeah, this uh, is the there, there's a repeating pattern that's actually really difficult where uh, I can't remember what the lead lead into it is, but it, uh, maybe like a roll or something. But then there's like three fast blues and then a red green crash. Yeah, and there's kicks in the fast blues as well. Yeah, sometimes there are, sometimes they're not. It depends. It sort of varies. The drummer didn't play it the same way every time. Yeah, for inconsistent guys, drives me crazy. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that stuff's really tough. Yeah, when, especially when it gets to the bridge, and then things just start going a little bit crazy with <laughs> all sorts of beats going on. Yeah, the 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 bridge of the song has a really interesting syn- like strange syncopation between the kick and uh, the toms, the bl- blue and green toms, which is actually really oh, yeah. interesting. And um, that's that weird uh, disco beat part that's. Yeah, the disco, the disco part's pretty cool too. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. The bridge does is really where the drums shine. I think um, a lot of really interesting. Uh, they, they do a lot of cool rhythms in the bridge as well across all the instruments. I think. Yeah, I think so. It's it's sort of like their time to show off. Yeah, definitely. Since the vocalist isn't doing a whole lot, whole lot, whole lot. Um. Anyway, for the final song of the evening, I'm going to do another retro classic. This song is by Jesus Candy, and it's called Hitch Up, I'm So Stupid. And that was a taste of Hitch Up, I'm So Stupid by Jesus Candy. That song I'm going to describe as hidden solos. Hidden, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. You would not expect, like, this song at the at the outset, it sounds like pretty straightforward. You know, a simple rock song, and then you get about halfway, and it's just, what just happened? <laughs> yes, uh, the guitar and b- drums are both tiered at four dots, but... By the first, like, two and a half minutes of the song, you would not realize that, since it's pretty much just like a, you know, a pretty good pop hit for that then, long. Then the guitar solo comes up, and it's like uh, surfing with the alien going on. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's very much sort of like a, a, just a typical pop guitar solo, and then all of a sudden he goes into this, like, vibrating tapping solo, and you're like, What? <laughs> Where did this come from? Seems to fail. <laughs> yeah, why did I just fail this song? What happened? So that's crazy. Uh, if you're a guitarist, that solo is definitely worth worth looking into. I think um, you brought mm-hmm. up the bass at one point. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, the the bass is uh, it moves around a lot rather freely. It it rarely sticks on just the one note, which is good to see. It's it's not like you know, guitar or anything, like, excruciatingly difficult or very fast at all, but it just moves around on a lot of notes, and it's an enjoyable part to play. Yeah, it's a very walking bass line. It sort of goes, walks up a scale, walks that back down the scale. It's really, it's really, it looks really fun to play, and it's definitely good to listen to. Um, mm-hmm. There's two pits on the drums that uh, should be drum solos. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not it, really sure why they aren't drum solos. <laughs> in, uh, in previous versions of the song, they were drum solos, and then I think so, I think they got brought up in playtest or peer review that someone didn't want them to be drum solos or something, and then we had to take them out. But regardless, there's two drum solos in the song. Dang it! <laughs> yes, and and they're pretty like think uh, Amenia Sleepus a little bit from Green Day. 
Yeah, so not so, nearly as difficult. Not not as difficult, but it's it feels similar. It's just got rolls going all over the place, and there's kicks and what. Yeah, it's basically straight kicks, and then you know, sort of accented rolls on all of the toms. And uh, I did my best to author that to sort of keep the feeling of the accents without destroying the idea of them being rolls. Yeah, I think I think it, I think it came out pretty all right. Yeah, it was a well-authored drum solo, quote-unquote. <laughs> quote-unquote. Um, about vocals? You were mentioning vocals is kind of uh, maybe a little bit difficult? Yeah, vo- vocals were sort of tough to QA on this song just because they are pretty pitchy. The guy, he's hard. He has trouble staying on key, basically. Mm-hmm. So, it, every once in a while, you'll think you're singing the right note, but he just goes a bit lower for no good reason. And... <laughs> It it's can... Artistic freedom, my friend. Ah, so, okay, yeah, sure. We'll call it that. <laughs> but it, it it can be tricky to sing, and it, it's just the only thing I can really think about when singing the vocals. But <laughs> the vocals are incredibly catchy. Yeah, it's very catchy. Another one of the oh, another one of our early songs that you know, sort of everyone got stuck in their head for a long time. Yeah, we we had plenty of those back in the day. Not yeah. so many now, which is a bummer. Yeah, I want to see more uh, of those. We have some coming. That I think are pretty catchy. You haven't heard all of them yet. No. The one, the one that I'm thinking of right now you haven't heard yet. That's pretty catchy. Yeah. Back in the day, everybody had a hand in every single song. Now we're handling a lot more and we've divided up the workload a bit more. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, Jesus Candy with Hitch Up, I'm So Stupid. You should uh, check that out if you're a fan of hidden solos. <laughs> yeah. Just surprise your guests. Like, hey, let's play this song. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? Yeah, basically. And that concludes another episode of the Rhythm Authors Podcast. If you are interested in learning more about Rhythm Authors, you can go to RhythmAuthors.com. You can follow us on Twitter at, at Rhythm Authors and subscribe to the podcast, Rhythm Authors Podcast, on iTunes. And if you're interested in learning more about the Rock Band Network, you can go to RockBandNetwork.com. Or Creators.RockBand.com. Doesn't it, does it go to the same place? I've I'm never figured that out. I'm almost certain it does. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop asking that now, I promise. <laughs> anyway, about- if... What about you, Sound Effects? Uh, if you're interested in me and or the stuff I do, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at, at the Sound Defense. You can check out my YouTube at Sound Defense RB, or you can see my various writings at Crack.com, Nintendo Gal, or Gamer TV Network. And if you're interested in following me, you can find me on YouTube at Mistaken or Mistaken SH. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Mistaken, and you can find all of my original music at mistaken.bandcamp.com. That's M-Y-S-T-A-K-I-N. Sound Defense, I'm so glad you're back. Yeah, it's good to be back, and I'm, I'm excited to be doing the podcast again. It's a lot of fun. Yes. Until- speaking of the podcast, I just want to say you should be here for the next podcast we put out because I am going to be at E3 and I'm going to be hands-on with whatever hidden project Harmonics has. So stay tuned for next week. I look forward to that. I'm sure I will be opinionated on whatever they announce. I'm sure you will. You're opinionated on many things, sir. (laughs) Dang straight.
and subscribe to the podcast or the Mothers Podcast on iTunes. If you're interested in more information on that dog barking, Son you can go bitch. to... <laughs> God damn it, I thought we had time for outros. Okay. I think Sorry. we still can if the dog doesn't bark. Sorry, the dog was like right on my lap. Alright, so I can, I'll just pick up where I left off. Yeah, let's try that again.